slap thing. It's very important. Hey, everybody, it's Robert Lee and Jeremy Don from National <laughs> Fire Radio. We're here with T uh, Tucker Daly from the Hohogas Fire Department, past chief, and still still pretty active in the fire service. Past chief sounds like I died. Oh, uh, no, no. We do, <laughs> do ex-chief. You, you are do a great-looking dead chief. Then. Yeah, that's, that's very handsome. <laughs> I very, want to know who did your embalming. That's right. That's right. That's, well, it's still that's going good. on. Well, I don't like saying ex-chief because that's like, well, I'm the ex-chief, the one that got rid of, you know. No, see, we always felt when we went to those uh, shows on Long Island that past captain, Right, all oh, recognition chief, for everything. Like, yeah, but you're past. That's like you passed on. So we always thought that, you know. No good. We like X. X. Yeah. X. Retired. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Well, not really. No? X. No, no, no. He's, he's still. We'll stick with it. He's, he's here. You're an X chief and you're not retired. That's right. I wish I was retired. Yeah. We're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> so. so just a quick reminder to all our, uh, our viewers and listeners out there, check us out at National Fire Radio on Instagram. Facebook. We're going to get a YouTube channel. So that YouTube be... is up. It's just nothing's posted yet because we've been uh, logging our podcasts and they're going to be released uh, this week. The first one will be going out. All right. Awesome. So, uh, Tucker, tell us tell us about your, your first fire and then, like, you know, like your first real fire where you were. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because when I started, I started in 1980. So that's a long time ago. That was a long time ago. And especially the fire service. Black and white. Yeah, mm. you know, um, we were all riding on the back then, you know, um, people had gear on the trucks, you know, it, it wasn't sitting in the firehouse, you didn't have to get dressed before you got on, you know, people jumping on with whatever they had, you know, once you got to the scene, you put your stuff on and you were going. Um, we only had like 34, 35 runs in a year, but, you know, again, it was... It was all real stuff. Yeah. You know, auto accidents. If it was a fire, it could just be a small fire, brush fire. But And we did a lot of those, too. Brooms in the front sure. of the truck. You know, Indian like, tanks? Absolutely. Yeah, we got an old chrome one over there. That's right. So, um, you know, my first call, um, we rolled in on, and the flames were just ripping up. And I was a junior at the time, so I was only 17. And uh, these two guys had, we had very few packs, so they had to get them out of the boxes. They were the survivor? No, these were Scott. They were. We've always had Scott. Um, and they were two O's, I think, or two A's, something like that. And they came oh. in a big black box and they oh, had a O's. trunk. Yeah. Yeah. And they taught you the window hop, you know? Yeah, right. Tuck it in your coat. Yes, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So these two guys pulled those out and they went in and they, we had the line and they were like, you know, we're going in, but you can't put any water on it until, you know, and especially when you're young. I mean, you are that moth going, yeah, 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 yeah. put the water on it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, awesome. but, but we held it, we held it. And I remember at that point we had a, um, we had a 1963 quad. We had a 1957 Aaron's Fox one of the last two built. And uh, at that point, we would have had a 1970 Mac. They filled the bed of the uh, Aaron's Fox, so all the hose went... Yep. You know, and there were no covers back then, so, you know, when you loaded the bed, you loaded the bed. Makes for a long night. Yeah. So, and 
that's kind of what I remember. I remember these flames shooting about 40 feet in the air going, ripping up the side of the house. And as soon as they came out, you know, their coats are like almost on fire, of course. Right. And they're kind of patting themselves like this. And they're going, <laughs> okay, you can open up. And, you know. Yeah. So it was one of those deals. But, <laughs> that's yeah, fantastic. So that, that was kind of the first fire I remember going to. And that was pretty early because, like I said, when you went, you went to something. Right. None of these uh, CO alarms and things like that. So I got into the fire service just as cell phones were like people were figuring out, I think I can afford this. And so it was like kind of similar, but it wasn't, you know, it, was, it started to come onto that like, you're going to run every car accident somebody drives by. You're going to get all these... Yeah, at technology that... Technology started to catch up. At that point, I was already past being chief, and I was part of OEM, and OE, all the OEM guys had those phones, the Nextel ones. Nextels. Beep, beep. Yeah, so we were yeah. beeping all over the oh, country. Yeah. So... Yeah, and, um, and then you get the alert, right? The job comes in somewhere, yeah, yeah. and next thing, somebody puts out that blanket alert to everybody on the Nextel, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, Hocus has got a job. Everybody That's get going. Right. Yeah. So what was uh, so that was your first fire, nineteen eighty, junior member of the department. What was uh, like? What was your first fire that you were like? Like I don't want to say that this is really like you were like made into a fireman, but like when you were like actually like stretching in for the first time. I don't know. I'm so old. I can't think <laughs> that far back. Um, and I, really, with that, I. I don't remember because, you know, we were kind of allowed to go in as juniors, just uh, it was like as the fire was kind of dying. I mean, we really worked as juniors. Yeah. Your main job was to water supply. Mm -hmm. So you were always riding the back of the truck, which was an adventure in itself because, you know, two guys would stay at the hydrant and one guy would stay on and flip off to the side as all these couplings are couplings flying, are flying off. off. And when the driver stopped, you pulled the next length and ran around the side and hooked in for him. I think it's kind of unique, though. You guys had a junior program in 1980? We had, our junior program started in 1972. You, were you the first department ever? That's incredible, because, like, my, my hometown department, 1995 is when they rolled it out. That's when junior departments started becoming... Okay, we're we're starting was, to have volunteer issues. Yeah. Let's start getting younger kids into the fire service. Yeah, um, there were you know, you're in the same mutual aid as I am, yeah. and uh, we were one of the first mutual aid systems in in the country, and um, you know, they had thoughts of doing these things. The the it's old awesome. the old gods really yeah you know sat down and had a few and thought it out you know. Um, <laughs> And uh, I know that there were at least three junior programs working in 72. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. I'd say it's an interesting piece of history I didn't know. Yeah. So that's yeah, kudos to you guys for having that forethought that, you know, we need to do something, get the youth involved and everything else. Well, really, you know, especially in the community that we live in, you have to get them in when they're interested and young. Mm -hmm. You get them trained early because they have time to take classes. You know, when, when you have houses that start at six hundred thousand and up, right? You know the, the the person moving in with the young family is doesn't have the time. They're trying to pay off that mortgage. Sure. And, you know their new Mercedes or whatever the hell they're buying. Or Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> Sidebar on that for everybody watching. We we had a conversation prior to recording tonight about the overhaul and uh, and the role the role of a Rolls Royce. So we'll, yeah. we might get into that in a little bit, but. Uh, 
No, that's good. I mean, that's fantastic. So, so Tucker, was there? Let me rephrase the question a little bit. Was there a, a fire in particular that you have that's memorable that you're just like, yeah, that was so. That was some work, and it brings a smile to the face, and you're just like, yeah, we did a good job that day. Yeah, yeah, I can remember a couple. Um, it was a really cold November day, and um, it wasn't snowing, but it was cold enough that any of the excess water, because you, you had to drain some of the pumps because it was that cold, even right. with it circulating, you had to keep everything moving. So they had a lot of the, the truck froze to the, to the street. And, um, you know, we're, we're going in, and it's balloon construction, so you're chasing it. And um, I was the first in with uh, another fella, Jamie Davidson, who um, was an assistant chief for us and then became a paid chief in another department. Um, but the two of us went in, and we went, it was supposed to be a basement fire, so we went down the basement, and I remember first thing is there was like three feet of water in there and we had the the three-quarter boots at that time so your boots were almost filling up because yeah. nobody ever pulled them up all the time <clears throat> right <laughs> uh so we walked in and then we saw a little glow so we hit it just after we hit it the dining room came down in front of us now wow. it didn't fall all the way down i mean it was but it, you know you could see it hanging and uh then we were called back up, and we had few radios at that time. I mean, the first team might have one, and the second team may have another, but you had to get a whole other vehicle to get a, you know two more radios. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. So, um, and training was usually good because people knew what to do on the outside. They were putting ladders up without being told. You know, things that now take a radio to do. Um, <laughs> we're we're done without even. Yeah, you know, it's your mention. job. Right. So we were called out and we were said, oh, there's a, the family is home and there's a baby on the second floor. So we were like, oh, shit. You know, this is, this is bad because, you know, we went to the seat of the fire and the house is filled with smoke. So we went upstairs and we were one of the first groups to have a talk box. So, you know, like you have the speakers on your mm -hmm. yep. air packs now. Yeah. These things... We're like a, a transistor radio thing on your belt with a wire that came up and strapped around your neck and yep. went on your voice box. Almost like what the tankers used. Yeah, yeah. So we could search two rooms at once. <laughs> so I went in and I found the crib and I said, you know, there's, there's nobody here. And I'm talking to my partner and all of a sudden I hear a crash. Well, he dropped their big TV. <laughs> I was like, you all right? What happened? The ceiling come down? Yeah. No, 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 no. I think I just broke their TV. Okay. So we searched the second floor. We realized nobody was home. Finally, another neighbor came and said, you know, they're not home. They're on a ski trip. Well, good for us. Um, so then we went down. We started doing overhaul. And uh, we were in the kitchen. And uh, he just gave a tug up by the roof and the entire, um, uh, you know, your, your uh, china cabinet yeah. just comes, it was Crashing. hooked to the wall. Ugh. The whole thing comes crashing <clears throat> to the ground. Now, this guy also um, had is an instructor at one of our other academies in the state. <laughs> he was giving this class. 
And he started talking about this fire, and this guy that was taking the class fire one raised his hand and said, uh, was that at such and such an address? And he goes, yes, it was. How do you know that? He goes, I was the insurance adjuster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, so that one, you know, because of that ceiling falling down, you know, everything's fun, and, you know, it's, 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 it's really a team sport, but it's all like training for the big game or mm-hmm. for the big save that for most of us never happens. Right. You know, but at that point you realize that, you know, it's not just a game. I mean, our lives really are at stake, even though they tell you that every day. And, right. you know, it's trained into you and, and you know that. But this is when it becomes real, when things start falling down around you, sure. your Absolutely. friends get trapped, that kind of stuff. Without a and doubt. then it that's... Kind of where it changed the game a little bit for me, I guess. All right. Love it. We, we uh, for a lot of the stuff that we're trying to do here, we're trying to talk about culture. Um, for you, like, what does it mean? Like, I mean, for the fire service specifically. Especially being in a senior man position, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to be the senior man in the house. You've grown up in that town. I'm not that yeah. old. Senior, not senior okay. citizen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or. <laughs> You know, it's right. here comes Tucker. Yeah. Cross the, yeah, right. Yeah. Nice. Poor guy. Big, you know, one of those rotators on the top of your head. Yeah, I do like is. those, though. Yeah. Well, I used to have one because uh, Texaco used to sell those to the kids. Do you remember those at all? No. See, now you're uh, showing your senior I, I, citizen. So I, I know what you're talking about. Texaco, yeah. Texaco had a, had a helmet, helmet, and it, it was hard plastic, but it fit on the kid's head. And it actually had a microphone with a speaker out the front. That's fantastic. And, I need one of those. And it had a rotator on the top of it. And you just put in batteries and you could talk to people like Could this. you imagine if I had one of those? No. That would, that be would have been bad. Terry asked me how to bury your body. Like, <laughs> right. That's without, that, Right, exactly. We just wanted to figure out how to turn your radio off so we wouldn't have to hear you. He's still trying to turn me off. But he'd still yell over him. So. That's right. Um, That's funny. I had no idea. That's but, cool. Yeah, um... The fire service, and it's the biggest fraternity in the world. And, um, you know, you, you realize that with your good buddies that you went to school with or that you train with or you had that big fire or somebody passed away, and you kind of you know that person after a while. I mean, it's, again, like being on a team. I, I, I played semi-professional hockey, and... You knew the people. You slept with them. You ate with them. You knew you could just throw the puck and they were going to get it because right. you knew what they were doing. Same thing in the fire service, and that's why we didn't need radios in the old days. But, um, you know, it's really all about the brotherhood and a family. And you go to a foreign country, and if you meet up with a firefighter, they're more than willing to talk to you. Yeah. You know, if you're a cop on cop, it doesn't go the same way. Mm-hmm. If you're a fireman anywhere in the world and they get past that, you know, hey, what are you coming up to yeah. anything for, you know, um, after that, then you're a brother. And that's what it's all about. You know, it's, it's funny because you, you say that. And I, I worry sometimes because I travel the country and sometimes, like, I'm afraid because you walk into a firehouse and one, you know, what, like, guys are taking a nap or yeah. just got done doing something. Or they could just be having a really crappy day, and the last thing they want is some guy coming and be like, hey, I'm a firefighter from New York, what's up? But uh, I worry sometimes that that part of our, our culture is kind of 
seeping out a little bit. And we had a guy come in our firehouse the other day, bought some stuff off of GovDeals. <clears throat> I think his company is Axe and Hoses. Uh, he does benches out of old cotton jacket hose. I know that guy. And uh, from Ohio, I think. Yes. So he, he stops in, and we're like, you know, he's, like, and he's the first actual firefighter who's buying some of his equipment off of GovDeal. And he's not a jerk about it. And uh, so we're talking to him, and we're like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to get him a challenge coin. We got a, a couple of shirts. His wife was with him. Um, so we had one of the breast cancer shirts, and she was like, oh, this is a pink shirt. I'm great. You know, she was real happy. And I said, wow, I'm really, you guys didn't have to do this. I said, well, come on, bro. Like, like I mean, you know, if I was out at your firehouse, I'd have right. the same thing. And, like, not just but like some it's hospitality. It's what we do. Right. And he kind of looked at me for a second, and he was like, yeah, you're right. And I, I was like, okay, <laughs> good. You know, but, like, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, well, I hope that still happens because it's... It does in most places, but, you know, we, we're now having... It seems as if tradition hasn't stuck, especially with the paid guys as much. Right. So when you have those turnovers in 20 years, it's not like those traditions... You know, like you said, some of these guys are getting annoyed because you're coming into my house. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's kind of like a church. I know. Everybody should be welcome, you know. Oh, and, um, it's kind of the same thing in the in the volunteer service, though, too. You know, I mean, I look at, like, you know, somebody pulls up, bay doors are up, somebody pulls up for directions. And just watching the reaction of the of the guys, the brothers standing on the apron of who yes. goes up to the car to, right. to talk to them, right? And it's always the same one or two guys, right? Or or it's when you were, we're out at a, the fire alarm and the chauffeur is with the, with the engine of the truck and the guys are inside investigating and we know it's food on the stove and they're trying to do an alarm reset and the kids come outside. What do you do? Do you look at the kids or do you say, hey, guys, come over here. Let me show you the rig. You know, open up the doors. Let the kids climb through the fire engine. You know the brothers are inside resetting the alarm. So your position now is, hey, you know what? I could do a lot of good. For this, and, for and the that's, fire that's why you put those little plastic hats on. And sure, you should be passing them out, and it, and it's good advertisement for you. Yeah, that's right. And everybody wants one that says Hocus on it. I want one of those Texaco hats. That's what I want. I don't think I have that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I normally say your career dissipation lights when I go in, but like your life <laughs> dissipation. Yeah, lights, yeah. Right? <laughs> you should open the door at that. I know. <laughs> but you're right. I mean that that culture, though, you know, and and instilling that into the next generation. I I make a point of it. You know, I'm a ex-chief now. Uh, I was a retread as a captain for a bunch of years, and now this is my first year in a long time that I'm not in a, a lead role. So I'm just a black hat senior so guy, senior guy at the fire. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> I got so much time, right? So, right. so, but now that I'm like a se- regarded as a senior guy, I don't have a title anymore. I'm just a senior guy, and nine out of ten times now, I'm taking the seat and driving the first two engine out of our company, and um, you know, trying to instill that into the younger guys, like. When they come out and they see that I'm pushing the kids up into the rig and letting them sit there, pull the air horn, or show them the fire engine, or you know when we when we drive past, uh, you know when we drive past the church and they're doing a car wash, you know what guys, everybody have a couple minutes. We're gonna pull in, we're gonna pull into the church and let the kids wash the sure. wash the rig and make a mess of it. We'll clean it when we get back, right. but at least we were there, you know. And and so getting that message across, I think that's hugely important. And I think that's all about the culture and traditions of the fire service. Well, they've, you know, a lot of the fire departments around here are fairly old, right. and they've always been a, a part of the community, right. a big Absolutely. part of the community. Yeah. You know, with spaghetti dinners or whatever, if somebody, you know, they have a house that burns down, you know, a lot of times in the past, like the fire department would do a fundraiser for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. I mean, you know, that stuff really doesn't happen anymore, but, you know... Um, 
it was all about bringing the community together through that house. Sure. And, and as the communities, I think, are growing apart a little bit just because people are more uh, involved in their day-to-day now where they have their heads down instead of up looking around. In the firehouse, though, we still need to be able to uh, – maybe, the, the, maybe we're not the town center anymore. Maybe the people don't the, – the community doesn't revolve around the firehouse, but we can certainly make it still a warm and inviting place and teach the younger generations coming up behind us that, you know, hey, guys, listen, this is, this is how it works. You know, we're the leaders in the, in the business here. Like, people come to us when they need something. And so we need to be warm and open and welcome. And we can't be standoffish when a person pulls up on the apron for directions and you're like, hey, you can't park here. Like, they're not parking here. You know? right. Like, so it's just, it's, it's that type of mentality. Never had anybody pull up in the apron and just be like, yeah, I'm going to go do some shopping. Yeah. I figured this was a great spot to leave the car. Yeah, yeah look here. good. Nobody was parked here. I figured I'd hey, leave the keys it here. Are Valet. Here's the keys, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I still think the firehouses are part of the community, though, because you look at it, like, and that's, you said, like, they're not the center, but, like, you look at any disaster that happens in this country, and, and like, we, as a fire service, like, we step up, and because we don't sit around and go, Oh, look what's happening in New Orleans. That sucks. Like, yeah. they just got hit with a Category right. 17 hurricane that same Katrina, and she is pissed. That's pretty legit. And then, like, you know, all of a sudden, like, we find out, like, oh, there's a there's a department down on the coast of Alabama that doesn't have anything. Right. And next thing you know, like, we're out there, like, we're, like we put a sign up in front of the firehouse. I, and one thing I do know about Hurricane Katrina in Louisiana, it was a pain in the butt to spell that out on one of the old signs. <laughs> getting all the letters up, but you... Uh, you put that out, next thing you know, you got cases of water showing up. Yep, sure. You got, um, no, you're right. You're, you got clothing coming in, and even yeah. if, like because it's it's, the, it's that identity of the role where we used to have a pancake breakfast or the spaghetti dinner. Now we we're still in that motion. It's just that we're in that collection point. Like people right. know they can yep. come to us, and True. not only that, they trust us to go in their house without a warrant. Yes, and they so they, they trust us enough to say, hey, here's this money. Make sure it gets to the people that you say need help or. Right. Here's this cup. Make sure it gets to somebody who needs it, and, and, we, and then we deliver. So, no, good point. Very good point. So, uh, Tucker, for you and in, in, in your career, what are some uh, hurdles that you've come across in the fire service, and how have they like kind of made you better? Maybe even made you worse. I don't know. But no. I, I, well, you know, it's it's again, you know, dealing with the people from the past, and uh, you know, when I started in the fire service, we weren't wearing much. You know, and the equipment wasn't that good. So cultures don't change in the fire service at all. It kind of stays the same until somebody either gets hurt and they're forced to change or people get beaten on the head like I did. And, uh, you know, you, I, mean, I, mean, I can remember trying to tell them that we need to do positive pressure. And the chief was, yeah, I know we do, but they're still here. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be here for another hour. You know, so let's do it once and, you know, you order it and then we can do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then they'll see that it works even though they'll be grumpy. And after that, they were grumpy for about five calls and then it was standard procedure. But it's very slow changing in the fire service, as you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's not a bad thing either. No, you know? you're right. Uh, quick change, you know, to to go to a new engine that just comes out because it's sparkly and fancy. Well, these things have to last 20, 30 years. So you kind of have to see what you used before. What can we improve upon it? I kind of don't like all these computers on the machines because 
those brass valves were awesome. Yeah. You know, if you kept them working. You pull the lever. And it works. And it works. We don't hit a button and go, ah, something's stuck. Right. You know, well, I need water now. Well, uh, I don't know how to fix it. You know, and then it takes a while. Yeah. You know, or, I, I'm sorry. Tucker, just brought out the bigger hammer, you know, and you get it going. Yeah. I, I, think, I think you bring up a great point because a lot of times we talk about the younger generation not listening to the older generation. Right. But this is what you're what you're saying is completely role opposite. Right. Because what I what I think real quick is what I think is that the as we put younger guys into more positions of responsibility quicker and quicker these days, um, I think they're more in tuned with a instant, you know, an instant gratification, uh, gratification, if you will. Right. So, hey, I want to institute a change. We changed it. And then. The, the senior guys and the older gentlemen or, or ladies in the firehouse are like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, we can't just change overnight. Like, you, you know, today we did it this way. Tomorrow we can't just do it this way. So I think there has to be that learning curve too, right? Right. And also, in especially in the volunteer service, in the paid service, we could make a decision like that because the next week everybody's changing. Right. Tra- training on that. Right. So we're going to – I made this at this time. And we're going to, everyone's going to train on that for the next two weeks. It's not fully implemented until everybody knows what they're doing. And then we're good to go. Right. But in the, in the volunteer service, well, he may not show up for the next two months. And then he gets there and he goes to, and it doesn't work the same way. Right. So you have to make change slow from that perspective. Oh, I get well. it. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. But, That's a good point. You know, I... I was the guy always, it was myself and Gordon McIntyre that were leading the charge of... Who was a guy that I'd love to get in here. I think having the two of you here would be fun, But we were juniors at the same time in Hohokus, and then we were, he was chief of Mawa when I was chief of Hohokus. Right. So, um, and that's one, another thing that helped the mutual aid to work so well is because we all grew up together. All the chiefs at that time, it wasn't like you met them because they just were voted in as chief. You knew these guys. Right. So we made a lot of serious changes. I think you came in towards the end of when I was being chief. Yeah. And then and we started the radio committee. Right. And, and then we then made a lot of ch- fast and team. I, and, you know, yeah. the whole thing just kind of. But, you know, it's one thing to be the chief and say you're going to do that. It's another thing to bring it back to the house and, you know, make it work, too. Absolutely. So uh, and a lot of that happened in and around my watch. Cool. So, um you know, again, I went from the fireball gloves to, you know, these gloves now that have uh, bloodborne pathogen, you yeah. know, protection. And it's like... You're going to stop know, the bullet. That's the fun part. Uh, that might be next. What's... Uh, Crazy. Real quick, and then we're going to wrap it up here a little bit. But what's proudest moment in the fire service for moments? Like, is there... Uh, probably when my son graduated from Fire One. That's cool. Yeah. Made him third generation. Very cool. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's a proud moment, no doubt. I'm hey, a father. Yeah. Ho- 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 mm-hmm. Okay. How's he doing so far? Great. Yeah, I know. He takes lots of classes. Um, wanted to go to Indy with us, but we told him he couldn't. Yeah. Uh, How old is he? He is uh, 19. Okay. So, and he started as a junior when he was 16. And, uh, you know, he wants to be a paid firefighter. That's cool. What's, uh, that's great. For you as a father, you've ridden out your son before. Have you had the moment where you've watched him head towards a situation and had that 
uh, I'm, a, I'm a father looking at my son, or has it been... No, not yet, although, you know, we have been in a fire together, which, you know, I said, hey, you know, this is the first fire we've actually fought together. Yeah. He's been on a couple while I was at vacation, so we never fought a fire together, but, you know, I kind of gave him a bump and said, yeah, you did all right, and, you know, he's like, uh, well, you know, I've been trained right, so, <laughs> dad. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic kid right there, isn't it? That's great. That's so, funny. And, and he knows that, you know, I know, or most people know me in our mutual aid because um, I've been around for a long time and I'm a coordinator, so I'm on a lot of scenes. So he also knows that these people know me, they'll come back to me if he does something wrong. You're right. You're so, right. And so far, all I've had is good things come back, yeah. which is good to hear, but he knows that I'm going to hear it either way. So, yeah. you know, yeah, and he absolutely. gets it. But he gets it. Awesome. He does. It's the biggest part. Well, Tucker, thanks for coming down and being on the show with us. We appreciate it. So Thanks for having me. Absolutely, brother. Yeah. We really do appreciate you being here with us. It was fantastic. Yeah. Love to get you back. Maybe we can get Gordon in here. Yeah. and Maybe uh, we could shoot it at the it. same time because uh, we could go back and forth with a couple of stories. Absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, guys, thanks for watching. Um, remember, SoundCloud for National Fire Radio as well as YouTube, our National Fire Radio platform. Uh, coming to you live here from the studios. For Rob and myself and Tucker Daly, we appreciate you watching tonight. Have a great night. Stay safe. Stay safe, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, brother. It's awesome.